superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I like it. This. I like it a lot. Is the Rich Eisen Show. He's Albert Breer back here on the Rich Eisen Show. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. What the holdup is between the Jets and the Packers. You want me to give you some good news, Rich? Sure. I don't think this thing's in nearly as bad a place as everybody's saying. Okay. The Rich Eisen Show. Earlier on the show. Georgia offensive tackle Broderick Jones. Coming up. Falcons head coach Arthur Smith. From Roku's Die Hard 2, Die Harder, actor and comedian Kevin Hart. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Here we are in Los Angeles, California, with you on the Roku channel, which is free. On all Roku devices, select Samsung Smart TV, Amazon Fire TV, the Roku app, and the RokuChannel.com. We're here on this Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio affiliate, smart enough to have us. We thank you for taking us in. However you're taking us in, our podcast listeners are particularly uh, important to us as well. The Cumulus Podcast Network, where all podcasts are acquired, go get it. Hey, we got a special show on this weekend on the Roku channel. We've been cultivating this caper, mm-hmm. to use a Maury the Wigman Goodfellas <laughs> phrase. We're not pulling off a of Tom to heist, don't worry. Um, we are, so uh, JFK Airport, or at the time, uh, Idlewild Airport is fine. Don't worry, you're, you're, you're cool. Um, it's called The Rich Eisen Show March to the Max special. And we've got three guests, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, Sonny Vaccaro. So you could put it all together. You've seen the commercials. The movie Air is slated to be a monster hit. The story about how Sonny Vaccaro signed Michael Jordan to a contract with Nike that everybody thought they were crazy to sign him. Phil Knight signed him. And um, and the rest is, as we know, history. Matt Damon plays Sonny Vaccaro in the film. Ben Affleck plays Phil Knight in the film Air, and he is also the director of the movie. It is a dynamite movie. It starts airing throughout the weekend. It's a one-hour special. The first airing is noon Eastern on the Roku channel, and, um, and it's, it's easy to find. Check us out uh, on Channel 210, where you can find us re-airing. Instead of our re-air that we're doing right now, uh, it will be over and over again, uh, including... That's special. So it's uh, it's going to be great. You'll love it. And um, I hope you you enjoy that. And go enjoy the film as well. Uh, 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on this program. Arthur Smith of the Atlanta Falcons is going to join us. And I can't wait to chat with him. He knows. Look, he, <laughs> he didn't even accuse me of saying, you know, you're trying to get something out of me, you know, get your clicks. He accused me of being a clickbaiter. 
<laughs> you know? This is funny. His, he's got, you can tell he's got a really, like, good sense of humor, but he's doesn't want to show it. You got to drill down on it. You got to really dig deep. He, he, he makes me work. It's in there. I don't like to work. Well. He, you know, he makes me work. Kevin Hart's in hour three. I know that's not work for me. You know? Arthur Smith makes me work. <laughs> and so uh, I'm going to have to drill down. I mean, how does this team not even talk about Lamar Jackson? Because Lamar, the day that he got his franchise tag applied, they, the Falcons um, answered a request from Peter Schrager of Good Morning Football, NFL Network, Fox Sports. Are you interested? And they're like, we're not going to be interested in him. And, you know, I, I would think they'd kick a tire on it. Certainly since they were willing to give $230 million, or that they weren't, they're willing to give it a, a remarkable amount of guaranteed dollars to Deshaun Watson the year before. And then when Watson signed for $230 guaranteed million to um, go to Cleveland, they just let it walk and totally reconfigured their strategy that now revolves Desmond Ritter and a whole bunch of free agents that they've signed. I mean, they just signed Calais Campbell to a one-year deal, which is what you do when you think you need that veteran presence to get everybody rowing in the same direction and maybe be one of those key pieces that you see on a defensive line that can help you win a division. Then you never know what's going to happen from there on out. You win a division, you get a home playoff game, and off you go. It's wide open. You know, Jesse Bates, that's the big one, a $64 million deal for a safety. $23 million in year one. When you see that, it's kind of like, okay, that takes up some cap space. They re-signed a bunch of their own. Chris Lindstrom, Chris Lindstrom on the offensive line and Caleb McGarry on the offensive line. They, they, they hit that. They get Taylor Heineke in, and then those are the signs that you see. They're not calling Lamar Jackson. He's not getting an offer sheet from the Atlanta Falcons, pre-draft or post-draft. That, one's, that ship has sailed. Why? I'll do my best to get that answer from him and also get an answer from him about how he shows up to a photograph with his, uh, <laughs> his colleagues and just, like I said, the default look is like, I don't want to be here. What am I doing here? Were you really say cheese? <laughs> Mc, he lets McDaniels box him out. You like he doesn't care. Are you going to bring this up to him? Of course I am. <laughs> Can't you let McDaniels this. box you out. Like, what's that about? I need to know how they set up how they stood there. I'm going to get answers on the important questions. One question that everybody wants to know, did the Falcons talk about Lamar or not? And the other one is just for us. The coach's photo. You stand here, you sit there. I, I need I need to keep, speak to an actual coach as part of this. Not smiling. Uh, I will not bring up with him every single person that they signed or acquired. Too many. But one uh, acquisition of the um, New England Patriots, formerly New England Patriots, John o. Smith is now on uh, Atlanta. Mm. That brings me to my next subject matter. There has been a new narrative in the NFL that's building steam. Gaining did, I start, steam. did I start it? I don't know if you started it, but you were definitely here on this program adding to it. And... The, the narrative is a dangerous narrative. 
I think this is a this is a fire playing situation for people who are in on this. But the narrative is Bill Belichick has lost it. That's the narrative. There was even a topic bar on one of the ESPN shows yesterday that said, has Bill Belichick lost a step? I mean, and he's 70, so he's moving a little so slower. Who cares well, about how old you are? That's ridiculous. It, it's not ridiculous, actually. There's a history of coaches at that age not succeeding. Well, the reason why anybody who doesn't succeed at that age isn't because their cognitive abilities are lost. It's because they become like most of us. I'm already, you know, I'm I'm 53. I got my ARP card 3 years ago. I still haven't opened that envelope because I still just can't believe it. But you become more set in your ways. I have become more set in my ways. I'm I'm trying to be more open to meeting other people, but I think to myself, I don't need new friends. I got enough. I agree with you. You know what I mean? Like I, I and sense. also with me having the fortune, the great fortune of having a show like this and a twenty year now coming up relationship with NFL Network, which is in the news because of all the changes going on there, that I am fortunate to be able to sit here and say Certainly in this building, on this show, in this studio, I get to work with people I want to work with. And I I have no time for drama. I have no time for anything like that. And if you're set in your ways and you're a control freak and you're a head coach in the NFL, you become set in your ways. And the way that you lose a step is if you, like, this is the way it's done. And I am not adaptable. And I'm going to have my buddies and Joe Judge and Matt Patricia do something that they are not equipped to do because I know better and they will do the job for Mac Jones and Mac Jones absolutely regressed. And maybe the reason why is because Bill was so set in his ways. And that is the way this narrative gets built and then explodes when Bob Kraft reveals Meek Mill, I can't believe I'm saying these words. <laughs> Meek Mill called him to say, hey, Lamar wants to play for you. Which puts out the unintended or, you know, unspoken message of, hey, I'm uh, current. I'm speaking to Meek Mill about Lamar. And... um so I'm taking phone calls about Lamar as the top of the uh, flow chart here in New England. It's the coach who um, hired two of his buddies to cause our gem of a first-year quarterback to regress in year two, and Lamar's not here, so Meek told me Lamar could come. He's not here, so... Who's the one who's set in his ways? That's the subtext to that. Intended or not, he might have been just like, hey, Meek Mill called me, and that's just a funny nugget to say on on television. But the totally unintended or unspoken message from that is Bill is uninterested in Lamar and he would never do that sort of thing because he's so set in his ways and there's only one way to do it and it can't possibly be the Lamar way. 
forgetting that he's not the one who could cut the check. It's really the guy who spoke to Meek Mill who would have to cut the check. And if there's anybody who could go ahead and run like an old school Navy offense with Lamar Jackson and probably win football games with a defense that's always balling out. It is that guy. So I say, and I know what you're going to say, and I will hand the floor to you. Be careful that this guy has lost a step because they did make the playoffs with Mack in his first year. Yeah, how'd that go? They got blown out. Okay. But welcome to the rest of us. You got to build. You got to find the kid and build and draft around. And the drafting around hasn't done as well yet either. I'm not saying he's completely sterling, but he is still Bill Belichick. The draft hasn't been great in a long time. So I hand the floor to you. Do you think he's lost a step? I, I don't think you could say otherwise. It's been four years without a playoff win. Um, and I just think Bill is so stubborn, he would rather try and win with someone so mediocre and just to prove that it wasn't all Tom Brady than to try to bring in Lamar Jackson, who's got an MVP on the shelf, and play this dynamic, explosive, new-age brand of football. And you, you, you say, it's oh, Bob Kraft has to cut the check. Bill makes all the decisions for everything football-wise yes. in, the, in the building. Don't you think for, for good reason? I, I do think for good reason. Okay. But I also think that hasn't gone great lately, man. And everyone's like, oh, well, he brought in Cam Newton and they couldn't do it there. Cam Newton was a shell of his former self. For Not for three weeks, and that was a COVID year. Not I think for, you could throw that one out. Not for one game. You could throw that one out. Okay. Because you don't want to also be the guy after the guy. You you Look, when Brady left, that's why I say to you, welcome to the rest of but us, because you now in, don't know. Well, I, I don't really like the way you, you put that, but that's okay, it's it's, okay. It's totally fine. What do you mean? Uh, I, How about it? Go ahead. What do you mean you didn't like the way I put it? Because about the get rid of Cam you're talking about? No, no, or no just... the welcome to the rest of us. We're the only team with six. They're correct. So there's no rest of us. We're not, the, we're not like you. Well, you are now. We're not. Oh, so you're saying that the, 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 the expe- lack of results the last two years is now unacceptable because expectations of... Expectations are it. different for, the, uh, for a team like New England... Than they are I would for agree a team with like the Jets. I would absolutely so agree with that. We're not like the rest of we're not like the rest of the league. There's a certain standard now that's been built up over the last twenty plus years. But you understand the manner in which I'm saying the phrase, though. Well, you're trolling, which is totally no. Fine. I'm not. I'm not. I promise you, I'm not. Because you know I have nothing but respect for seriously. Know, you know but, how I, I know, feel about you, the Patriots. I know, but you like to tweak me, which is fine. no. But I, 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 that is true. But the reason why I say welcome to the rest of us is you had an unbelievable incredible run oh, I understand that is that. so rare but I think- and the part part the reason why is because you had an all-time great coach who got hooked up with an all-time great quarterback who grew a into a, an absolute all-time greatest like without dispute all-time greatest without dispute and then that undisputedly all-time greatest quarterback leaves the scene which now leaves you in the position of the following who's next leaves you in the position of the following questioning your all-time great coaches and that's abilities, totally fine tj I, tr- I turn to you did tom landry get fired he did it happens was tom landry one of the greatest coaches of all time at that moment perhaps the greatest it happens pretty much everybody gets tapped on the shoulder it, it happens yes and it's totally fine 
I don't hate Bill. I don't. It's not anything like that. I'm just saying, like, if you look at the last four years, it's different. It, he brings in guys who clearly are incapable of doing the jobs that he's pegging them to do. That was your decision. Yes. And so now, do you think he wanted to get rid of those guys? Probably not. Do you think Kraft told them, WTF, bro? And I think that's the case. WTF, and that's why B.O.B. showed up. 1,000%. I would agree with that. I believe that absolutely. I would agree with that. I don't think Bob is happy one bit, and he shouldn't be. And fans shouldn't just say, well, we had a great run. That was cool. Let's suck for the next 20 years. Why? Why do we have to well, feel that way? Well, you don't suck. You don't suck. Again, I'm, I'm an expert on, on sucking. If the Jets get Aaron Rodgers, the Pats are fourth well, in this division. by the way, if that happens, it does place a heck of a lot more pressure on and the so Patriots when I season. Say, I would agree with and that, so too. When I say Bill Certainly is if coaching, the Dolphins perform as well as I think they might exactly. as well. Exactly. And right. so when I say Bill is coaching for his job this year and you think I'm crazy, mm. I'm not. I still think you're crazy because I... I, I, I believe every getting show rid of- is talking about it now. And of course, you know, the local media in Boston is insane, but they're talking about it too. It's real. I just think that if that happens, then you've got another welcome to the rest of us situation. Do we? At the coaching position. I, I hope Gerard Mayo's the guy since you're he's gonna apparently have an, the one in waiting. obviously going to have an unproven guy, but. That's another one, honestly. You who never does know. not who does not have the skill set of this man? This man is the greatest for a reason. Now, can he be stubborn and more set in his ways? And could we find that's that's the one part about this that Lamar would rectify, even though I'm sure Bill would think there's no rectifying necessary. But coming in and just saying, You you oh, you think I'm set in my ways? Well, $200 million offer sheet to Lamar Jackson. Let's go. What better way to energize the fan base? When Bill says, hey, why do fans have a reason to be optimistic? And he says, well, in the last 25 years. I mean, I'm sure. It well, was, he doesn't give you answers. And I understand why that sure, frustrates but, but, you, too. But he says something. Not only does he not give me answers, he says something like that. Okay, Bill, great. That was awesome. What are we doing now that should inspire optimism in the fan base so let me ask you this question there there isn't much let me ask you this question to put the button on it so we can get to arthur smith on time and he can uh, make me tap dance and work (laughs) you would want him to sign an offer sheet you would now understand understand what this would mean understand what it would mean in terms of first round draft choices and what it would mean about a cap that you know that they'd have to reconfigure and they're smart that's one thing that you know the Patriots are is smart. And so Do you want me to answer that now or do you want me to answer that in four weeks? What do you mean? After they've gone ahead and signed I would, somebody? I would or? like to see what the first round of the draft looks like. Well, you you can't do that. I think Lamar's gonna be waiting until then, don't you? Oh, that's true. So let's see what the first round looks like. And then get and, through and, it and, and then, then and then the and have a May conversation. And you would you'd be so. What would the first draft, first round of the draft look like that would lead you to say post draft? I want I want that deal done. I mean, if, if, if so we talk to me. if we trade down, trade out of the first round, take another small school lineman. Oh boy! I want to be inspired. Everyone <laughs> when they go to work and wake up each morning and turn care? on the TV and watch for their team, they want to be inspired. The small school lineman they drafted is is, is good. You know. 
He's good. One one year, man. But it's not inspiring. You understand? Like, let's take Jordan Addison. Let's take Zay Flowers. Let's let's get it going. Let's stop buying minivans and Volvos and let's <laughs> buy sports cars. Maybe Bill should just live out here in Los Angeles, but that's what 70-year-old men do here. And right? we upgrade. <laughs> I think the problem is you think like <laughs> losing Bill is going to solve all your problems. When no, it's, no, it's the line no. of thinking. It's he, he, it's he the line he, of thinking. He's he's done. He's done with a certain way that it's the Patriot way. He's tired of the Patriot way. Man, I wish I wish I could. He's be tired, tired of it. He's tired of Bill. Would we take trust anything different at this point because what's been going on with your franchise for twenty five years has rendered bupkis. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, exactly. But what I'm Rich, saying, you should be angrier that the Jets have done nothing for 50 years. Oh, I'm not angry. I'm just dead inside. But I'm excited. But the Rogers stuff excites me. There you go. As do the drafts. Oh, no, I got it. Inspired. I got it. I hear you. So you just want to be inspired then? Because it, clearly it is, you it, have to understand that your run is not going to be duplicated, right? You kind of do I, know I, that, Here's right? the thing. I, I, I'm like Mark McGuire. I, I'm done talking about the past. Like... Nothing over the last four years has been inspirational to make me think another run like that could possibly happen. Let's take a break right here on the Rich Eisen Show. We've got none other than Arthur Smith of the Atlanta Falcons joining us. Let's be on time for him. Because I don't want him in a mood. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger with... So supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Always appreciate when this man stops by. Always an interesting, fun conversation and lots to talk about with a man entering his third year as head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. Arthur Smith back here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you doing, coach? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How'd you like the owners meeting? How was that one for you? That was good. It was my second time going through it. Okay. Didn't have it my first year, but it uh, went well. Okay. Very good. Um, and so are, are you involved in uh, the the rules changes uh, other than just talking? To, how, how are you uh, involved in that process at all, Coach? Well, everybody's, you know, obviously not on the competition committee. Right. A lot of the, the legwork gets done on it. But, you know, you, you hear about the proposals and, you know, if you feel strongly about it, you obviously voice your opinion. But that's pretty much uh, way, way it goes from my standpoint right now. Okay. Uh, were you were you pleased with what passed? What didn't pass? You wanted something. You were you were up for something that that didn't pass that uh, you wanted to. Where where would you stand on that? At me asking you a macro question on all of yeah, that. Yeah, there was nothing that. I mean, some of the stuff you can you can tell that's probably inevitable. That's good for the game, and uh, but there was nothing that was I thought was just kind of out of left field that or really really bothered me. Okay. Kind of tell what's coming and the other stuff every year. And it's our job to adapt and, uh, you know, listen to everybody's opinion. Right. Well, what, what opinion would you, do you have on uh, one that I'm particularly pounding this table for coach, just to jump right into it is to, is to have replay assist help on uh, roughing the passer calls that have been made. I'm not saying that it should chime in on calls that were not made to place a flag on the field. I'm talking about, say, a team that's trying to beat Tom Brady that uh, doesn't get the ball back because of a roughing the passer penalty that I think should not be called. I, I think you're driving – see what I'm driving at here? 
Yeah, um, I figure that's where you're headed. Are it. are you are you were you not in favor of maybe having replay assist help uh, show uh, uh, a a crew? Hey, that shouldn't be called. Pick it up. What do you think? Well, about I mean, that, they, they tried it. You know, a couple of years ago with the DPIs. You know, you don't want to slow the game down, and then and in a lot of these subjective calls here, and the, you know, I think as the officiating as they're they're, they're doing everything they can to to improve, to get more consistent all the way across the board. But, you know, you start – and I understand the, the repercussions of those penalties and what that 15-yarder does. I mean, there's there's a team that was, you know, an advocate for it, and they, they brought some good data points to the table. But, you know, if we have more and more rules that get to replay, I don't think that's going to be good for anybody involved. I, I think the officiating, you know, across, their, everybody's trying to get it right. And so it's the best way I can give you – without really uh, picking a side there, Rich. No, I got it. Uh, Arthur Smith of the Atlanta Falcons here on the Rich Eisen Show. So where are, where are you on your putting your draft board together? We're, we're talking uh, right now, it'll be one month from today is the second night of the draft. What do you got for me on that front? Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll reconvene. Uh, we got guys all you know, over the place. We still got the pro day circuit going on. Right. Um, you know, we'll, our last draft meetings will We'll start here in a couple of weeks. We'll go right back through the board at every position with all the uh, personnel department and with our scouts and then with all of our coaches. So we really won't finalize it until uh, about a week out from the draft. But when you what, – what do you look for at a pro day, if you, don't, uh, if you don't mind sharing? When you stroll into a pro day, you're on a campus, and you look for what generally, Coach? Well, it depends on what you're – trying to get answers. If they've got some questions on, on a guy, um, you know, a lot of it is everybody's got their own deal they're looking at. You know, your scouts, these guys have been looking at these guys for a couple of years. They've got all the numbers. They're trying to get all the comparative data. And for me, there's, it's more, you know, finding out who the player is as a person. You know, you see the film. You've seen the workouts from the combine or obviously watching the pro day. Uh, but just trying to get the whole picture, all the information you can, and, and, and getting it for people you trust. Have you ever strolled into a pro day not thinking you'd be interested in somebody or you didn't think that that was a position uh, of need and then you saw a kid straight up and you're and, and that put him on a radar screen and he wound up somebody you either pounded the table for in previous spots or you as a head coach of the Falcons wound up drafting? Does that happen? That certainly helped. I think a lot of times it's, it's the guys at the back end of the draft or the post-draft that, that you really can – pick up some things about, I mean, uh, these guys that are probably going to be in the top, let's call it 75. I mean, there's a, they get discussed over and over, you know, whether it's through the media, you know, those getting a lot of attention as they should, but as, as we both know, the majority of roster is going to come from those later rounds and the guys that, it, you know, that's, you can't skip those steps. And so I think more towards the back end guys, guys that there's not as much information or aren't being talked about as much. I've gone to places and, and found that, something out that's really helped us and uh, draft those guys in later or maybe get somebody post-draft. Arthur Smith, head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, joining me here a month before the draft, just a few days after the NFL annual meeting broke up in Arizona. So uh, walk me through, if you don't mind, the the thought process behind uh, getting Taylor Heineke in your fold and under contract, his role. Yeah, we're obviously excited about Desmond Ritter, but you need depth at position, and it's got to be the right player. And we've got a lot of respect for Taylor. Um, certainly, we've gone against him the last two years, and it provides good leadership. You know, a guy that can go in there, and certainly, if his numbers call, 
whether it's the second play of the game or you know whatever going whatever's going on, he can win your football games and and he'll be great for that room. And that matters, especially when you're playing in the you know the start a young quarterback. Uh, that's that's so important. Who's in that backup role? And uh, and Desmond Ritter, what uh, what does excite you? You said we're excited about him. Can you put yeah, a few a meat on that bones for me? Yeah, Coach? I think the guy that you know he won a lot of games in, in college and then helped uh, when Luke Fickle was at Cincinnati. He really changed you know the whole, whole culture of that program. Uh, and I, I certainly think that experience you start that many games coming in helps. We certainly saw it early on as we threw everything we could at him. And uh, he was impressive. And we felt he was ready uh, to take over in that time of the season. And, and I thought he did a nice job. He's cool and collected under pressure. Uh, at the end of the day, you know, you've got to be able to, to operate on, on critical downs, third down, fourth down, two-minute situation. And I thought he'd done that pretty well. And certainly there's a lot of things we'll all continue to improve. But we got a lot of faith in him. And so what did he, do you think, glean uh, from his time starting towards the end of last season, what do you think is is valuable that you've seen on film, or you've seen him just grow from from your position uh, as head coach, um, and that that you think translates to this year upcoming? Well, there's a lot of things. There's not the unknown. He's he's been through a season. He understands what it takes to prepare. I mean, that's usually you know what gets guys. It's the it's a day after day. You know it's. Week one, week two, and that the early part of the season, that excitement, you know, may wear off. And it's like a lot of industries, the guys that are consistent and understand what it really takes, not just physically, mentally, that approach. And, he, and he's very mature in the way he prepares. I think that helps certainly going into this year. Now, he, you know, he got to finish the season as a starter, going into the offseason, prepare, understanding the calendar, what's asked of him. Um, like I said, he, the way he operated was very impressive for, for a rookie, and now we're expecting him to take the next step. Well, one of the many reasons why I'm asking that is, you know, obviously uh, when when the narrative that I'm sure you, you hear talked about for your team wanting, um, you know, to start Desmond Ritter this year and somebody of Lamar Jackson's caliber has uh, a, a, a quasi-open market, right? I mean, there's an offer sheet that he can be signed to that the many folks wondering why don't you uh, in Atlanta just pivot to him but clearly there's a lot that you've already invested in Desmond Ritter with time played and reps going in so was there ever at any point in time a conversation consideration of saying maybe we 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 just check out Lamar kick a tire on what he wants for an offer sheet it's, you know it's a belief becomes so much more transactional I mean I mean you look around I mean look at the People are willing to make trades, and they happen quick now. And I think anytime any player, it's our job to understand the markets that are going on, who's available, who's not, do they fit? And it's not it's not just there's a lot of things that go go into it. Um, with those transactions, you know where you're willing to spend in the salary cap, and it, and they're great debates. Uh, certainly makes your shows more interesting, and that's great for the league. But at the end of the day, you know they're you got to do what you think is best for your team and what the way you're building and, and how it fits into that puzzle. And like I said, there's a lot of great players. They've become available, seems now, more than ever. I mean, look at the deals that were done a year ago, and then you've got a quarterback that's on a huge deal a year ago that's available now. I mean, that was unheard of 20 years ago. Um, not to date you, Rich. I mean, I mean, what was your first year covering the league? It was about 50 years ago? Uh, it's 20. 
It's coming up on 20. 20. Oh, yeah. Sorry, no, I didn't age you that much. No, no, no. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I would have done NFL Total Access about Joe Namath's uh, championship yeah. year, but I was too busy soiling my diaper at the time, Coach. You know, I was yeah, too busy. I, I didn't know if you covered Johnny Unitas either. Nope, I don't go that far back. I, pre- I apologize, Rich. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I think I'm a fine wine. But you, I think you understand the the question, and you you must have. No, you understand it, but but that's our job is to understand everything that's going on around the league. I mean, you, you, it's a your depth chart's never fully set in stone. I mean, things happen when you have injuries during the season. You see trades happen then. I mean, you see we've had success finding guys at the waiver wire. I mean, it's every day you've got a. It's always a work in progress, and so you're aware of everything that's going on. Uh, you know, we don't have our heads buried in the sand, but ultimately we got to make the decision that's best for our team right now. And what we've done in free agency, and our, so we prepare for the draft. We feel really good about where we're at, what we've built. Uh, it's been the first year we've been able to spend in free agency, and we're really excited about those guys we've we've signed so far. And we'll continue to to look to improve any way we can. Yeah, and so, so, so basically, you 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 looked at the landscape, and I imagine you know um, you didn't know if Lamar could be signed to an offer sheet, or nobody did, not you specifically, un- until um, you know. Uh, uh, or early March, and I imagine you'd already gone down the road with free agents and things of that nature. So I guess the question is, is was it at all discussed? Obviously, you did land on Ritter, and he is your guy, and he, you plan him to be the guy, and you hope he's the guy that you know you hand the Lombardi Trophy to one day. But was, was that ever um, was Lamar ever you know put in, in forth in a, in a meeting by you guys uh, in Atlanta? Rich, I mean every every. Thing that becomes available around the league, you know, if it can improve your roster, we discuss. Mm-hmm. And that's at every position, whether that's the the fifth corner, you know, the backup corner on punt. We're always going to look to add, and that's at every position. So those discussions happen all day. Those are standard operating procedures, and I imagine most teams do the same thing. And I understand some players get more attention than the others, but absolutely, we do. You've got to know what's going on. You get see the trends and see what's available. So those those are everyday conversations. And, you know, it's uh, like kind of like you know asking you, are you ever going to go on the bus? You know, I, <laughs> I thought you had Taylor. You know, <laughs> Taylor wow. Well, I mean, <laughs> if you don't, but I've yet to see you go on the bus, Coach. If if you don't mind me comparing myself to Lamar Jackson, there's a principle um, of of the matter, and I told Taylor years ago. Um, you know, I told Taylor years ago, and Will, uh, who, if I'm not mistaken, you've tire kicked yourself. Um, you know, that, that um, if there's no motor on the bus, I can't go on it. So at this point in time, I have to stand on principle. But I'm sure you understand that as well. I do. I understand that. Okay. At least you're a man of principle. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Arthur Smith here on the Rich Eisen Show. In the couple minutes I have left, you signed one of my favorite people on the planet who I've gotten to meet, Calais Campbell, to a one-year deal. Uh, what do you think he brings to your equation, Coach? Yeah, we're, we're fired up about Calais, um, guy that, He's been a pain to go against for a long time since I've been coaching in the league. And certainly uh, when I was in Tennessee and he was in Jacksonville, he was a major problem. Of course, he went to Baltimore, got some big games against him there. Uh, we're excited. You know, he, he's a guy that's played a long time and uh, been very effective. And he can play multiple spots. Mm-hmm. And as we built depth in our D-line, uh, he gives us a lot of experience. Certainly we can play him in multiple spots, get him out of the defensive end, like – you know, a lot of times on early downs, I mean, he, he's a pain for people to go against. And as we're building depth in there, obviously with Grady, added David Nanyamata, 
brought Lorenzo Carter back. We have some young players we're really excited about in, in there. And the, and the more guys, the more depth we have uh, will certainly help us. Well, uh, before I let you go, Coach, I appreciate the time here. Um, one last thing. Uh, I couldn't help but notice uh, at the uh, at league annual meeting, you were in the back row of the uh, coach's photo. Um, and I'll, I'll just I'll just come out and say it. You look miserable. Uh, I, I mean, you just got this look on your face like you just don't want to be there. I mean, wh- what's going through your mind as you're taking this photograph, Coach? You're not smiling. I don't know what it is. Is it a squint? Was it a sun yeah, situation? Got, what know, do you got? I got in trouble with my family, and I, one of my sisters got married uh, two weekends ago. Uh-huh. You know, I'm not a big, you know, you got to go in there. They do it real quick. I mean, it's faster than probably wedding photos, but it's just not one of my favorite things. I kind of think, just go ahead and take the picture. Let me move on to the next thing. What do you mean? What else you got to do? I mean, you're just you're with your peers. You're, you're, I mean, Tomlin's to your left. I mean, and did you choose that spot? Did they tell you to stand there? I mean, what goes on? Well, I'm fascinated kind of, by they this. Move at the last second. So there was actually three rows, and then you know, at the last second, they tried to get everybody to move. A couple people went down the first row. Um, I think Kyle Shanahan and I were the kind of the last two back in that third row. Yeah. Josh, into those spots, but it happened real quick. McDaniel's is boxing you out. McDaniel's is giving you shoulder. Like you can't have that. That's the way I look at it. I mean, I don't mean to read too much you into know, it, but come on. No, I mean sometimes when you're, you know, I'm not even paying attention to that, especially when you see uh, a pretty good height. You know, I'm not reading. Yeah. Paying attention, what's going on around me, Rich? Okay, just try uh, to get him to snap the picture and move on. I don't there. know. I just on behalf of you know everybody, and maybe your family feels the same way. Just tell your face to smile next time. Just do that. It's well, I'll do that. Simple. I mean, maybe I'll you know I'll, I'll I'll church it up and maybe I'll wear a tuxedo. <laughs> please, <laughs> oh by the way, please, do. Coach, if you rock the tux, I know I this. I know it's your. I know it's your dream to go viral. So that would that would go viral. You know, well, as the kids yeah, say. No, no, I'll, I'll see if I can make that happen for you. Okay, Coach. Thanks for the time. Always appreciate our uh, chats. Be well. Appreciate Thanks it. again. That's Arthur Smith, everybody, head coach of the Falcons, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. How <laughs> about him throwing the bus in, uh, in my grill? That How about that? That came out of nowhere. He's boys with them. Well, he tried to. Didn't he? Didn't they try to he get Will Compton? Try to get Will Compton. That was a league office issue. Yeah. I think that was the most open Arthur's been since you've been interviewing him. They talked about Lamar. Like, yeah, we did. It came down to it. The other Arthur in the room is the one who's got to scratch the check. Do we want to do it? Do we want to blow this thing up? As he said, too, again, you have to look at it all together. Thomas Dimitrov, former general manager there, pointed out that they were in a cap Strong situation. You heard him say, Arthur Smith, it's the first time they were able to spend in free agency. They decided that's the way to go. And they are in the boat with Washington, with Tennessee. If the Jets don't land Rodgers with the Jets. Who else do you want to throw in that mix? The Colts. Mm -hmm. If they don't go get Lamar or try to go get Lamar or land him and go in another direction and someone else lands Lamar and wins championships or gets to the Super Bowl or gets to conference championship games and puts themselves on a certain pedestal of winners in the league and they're not, they will hear about it. But Arthur Smith believes that this is the way to go. Desmond Ritter, Taylor Heineke backing up, the rest of the free agency class, the rest of their draft class coming 
and what they put together, that's the way they're going. And that's what came out of that meeting. But they did talk about him. 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. A fun pop culture stroll, thanks to T.J. Jefferson and Major League Baseball's opening day. You've got a uh, lineup of top pop culture baseball players based on position? Yeah, man, just, you know, opening day okay. here. Figured I'd take Ooh. all the baseball movies, throw right. them in a, in a big grab bag, and ah. pull out a starting lineup. It's a Friday, and then another Friday favorite um, Chris Brockman's What's More Likely coming up at the top of the next hour that only leads into Kevin Hart. Don't move. Having fun right here on the Roku channel and the Rich Eisen Show and this terrestrial radio affiliate, Sirius XM, Odyssey, and more. Good stuff. Good fun stuff. <laughs> the dog's gotta so eat. the number six quarterback prospect in the 2024 class per ESPN, Jaden Davis, is... Currently announcing whether he's going to go to Clemson, Michigan, Tennessee, or Carolina. And um, this, is, this is great. I've never seen him play. If he puts on a Michigan hat, I'll love him. If not, I'll be like, good to see you. <laughs> Seems like he was Gatorade Player of the Year based on the signage. Okay. TJ Jefferson. Richard Eisen. Batter up. TJ Jefferson has got, well, hold on a second, Jaden Davis taking out a hat. And it's, is that Michigan? It is. Hey! Hey! Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, Blue know it. Look at you. Look at you, Jaden Davis, being the smartest kid in the room. Wow. Let's it. go. Yes. And the parents are crying because they know he's going to have a great education. He's going to have a great base. Going to the Harvard of the West, right? He's, the excuse me. East? West? No, Harvard is the Michigan of the East. I don't know that's straight. true. But... It is true. <laughs> Go Blue. Jaden Davis, I've just gotten to meet you, and I like you a lot. And you wonder why. <laughs> I just love that that was Welcome, all Welcome, Jaden Davis. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Clemson. Sorry, Dabo. Oh, they haven't seen Harbaugh out there now. Tennessee, nice run. Hendon Hooker, great stuff. Carolina, Drake May, you'll hear his name all over next year. I get it. I can already see it, Rich. Five years from now, he gets drafted, and on draft day, they're going to pull that clip up of you watching him commit to your squad. Harvard's only 175 years older than Michigan. Do you know why? You know what? Hold on a second, and I'm sorry. We'll do your your thing at the end of the next hour. It's all good. We're going to finish up our show with you. I'm just getting started with him. Hey, let it fly. Excuse me. Mr. Mr. Harvard, Mr. Veritas, okay? Chicken pie. I mean, I didn't go to Harvard. Excuse me. I'm just saying. Do you know why the theme song, <laughs> the uh, fight song for Michigan is Champions of the West? Do you know why? Because they're bad at geography? Valiant Hill. It's okay. That's, that's, that, that's Jerome Pettis who chose the wrong school. Um, it's Champions of the West because the Big Ten used to be known as the Western Conference because Michigan was on the West border of the United States yeah, when it was founded. No We're talking pre-Louisiana Purchase. So let's stop this whole business of we're just off the turnip truck. And now everybody's talking about how good Michigan is. Taking kids from Ohio. We got Jaden Davis putting a hat on. Yeah. Was he losing the playoff again? Oh, this guy. <laughs> this guy. Well, congrats on getting a QB. This guy over there. Okay, Syracuse. 
Hey, I want to point something out to you guys about these new rules. I, you probably didn't what know. Rules? What well, rules? Baseball rules. No, I'm not ready to turn the page. Oh, okay. I thought we were. <laughs> I'm a page turning. You're basking in this, right? I'm, a new I'm fan getting ready for August. You're a new fan <laughs> <league>. just <laughs> for August. Two minutes ago. He was like, if he commits, it was fine. If no, uh, it was nice. He was going to dismiss this man. Existed? You know when I knew he existed? When he put the hat on? Five minutes ago. When, when he, he put the hat on. Because <laughs> otherwise, he'd be a non-person. <laughs> he didn't exist to you. That's called fandom, sir. I'm on fire. I learned something about Jaden Davis moments ago. Oh, what did you learn, Rich? He's smart. He makes good decisions. He's an excellent decision maker. (laughs) Smart and excellent decision maker is what you want to see in the quarterback position. He knows. And Rich, let's look at this one. I'm looking at his footage right now. Tom Luganbill's coming on, talking like about how good this kid is. And Rich, also, he didn't want to risk anything he was prepared you could tell he's checking his phone yes he, his, he pre-wrote he a speech he wrote it he wrote it out on his phone yeah, you could see like him some ai app did Why it for him memorize it if he's so smart <laughs> excuse me i have notes i have notes we all have notes i have notes look at this book by the way michigan alumni everybody people wonder like what talk, people what always ask in? what that yeah, notebook it's is my michigan alumni book i'm almost done with it there's like years of notes in here you know, you know what? I'll, I'll reach out to the michigan alumni association and say you know what i need i need a new book see if you can get it amazing you know we time. don't need you know what we don't need a new quarterback <laughs> <laughs> They're clapping for him because he's made the right decision. Hug him out. Hug him out because Ann Arbor is a great place to play football and learn. (laughs) And learn. In that order? By the way, it's kind of funny. You know, the kid above him right there in terms of quarterbacks who just got taken. I'm looking at the list that ESPN's putting up there. CJ Carr, it's Lloyd's grandson who chose Notre Dame. That was a tough blow. Mm -hmm. He knows. That was a tough blow. He knows. But you know what softens it? This young man being smart, determined, <laughs> prepared, prepared, prepared. prepared. Prior preparation prevents poor performance. Say that. Yeah, I'll say it again if you need. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a great moment on this program! Captured <laughs> live, local, late breaking. I learned about Jaden Davis and his smartness and his greatness and his decision making skills. And if he put on a different hat. I'd have seen him in a different September. <laughs> you wouldn't have cared about it. I love sports. <laughs> Sport. And twins. <laughs> uh, Kevin Hart's coming up. Hour number three and what's more likely. What? So we're losing our blue check marks tomorrow, right? <laughs> and so Patrick Mahomes tweeted out, you know, when are they taking it away? And <laughs> MVS, Marquez valdez Gatlin goes, Pay $8 for the guys. <clears throat> so, like, pay yeah, Patrick the put the bill for the whole team. Mahomes wrote back, can't, bro. I got kids. <laughs> God, I love Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> I love Patrick Mahomes. I'm worth half a billy. Let me explain to you, Patrick Mahomes. You are going to lose your blue check mark. Very we funny. all know who you are. You don't need to be verified. <laughs> you verified yourself in front of the whole world in February. In Arizona, if they needed it. Everybody knows who I am. There's only one at Rich Eisen who's got 1.3 million followers. Everyone else is just an imitator. And if anybody's out there trying to imitate me, you are a loser. <laughs> In advance, I front-loaded. On my final day of having a blue check mark. do you think I won't have one on Monday? 
I think we're all going to be. Guess what? If I, I don't have one on Monday, I'm going to come to work and I'm going to continue to verify myself every day. I think this is one of the dumbest ideas I've ever seen. Well, I mean, they're trying to make sure that there are no bots out there and there's no anything. Or trying to bail out the most haphazard and failed business model ever. But I should give this man $8 to keep my blue check mark. I have a check mark. I have a blue check mark. It's called my wife, my children, you folks. And you out there. Rich, you're verified in these streets, man. Thank you, sir. You don't need no and blue so check. is Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> well done, Pat. <laughs>